Welcome back to the Burning Phoenix podcast. Hope you're having a great morning and a great day. In this episode, we're going to talk about both some book tips and then also a new theme here on the podcast, which is young Renaissance minds. So we're going to look at uh, one example of a young person who is making uh, beautiful and very interesting things, uh, videos. And then we're going to talk about a little bit this idea in general about seeing uh, kind of young people emerging for both inspiration and for just showing how things can be done and and uh, regenerating, blending the old and the new and all these things that we're trying to uh, explore and also kind of uh, encourage through this podcast. But first, we want to just talk briefly about a discussion between uh, three more like intellectual uh, established people, which is Tom Holland, Stephen Meyer and Douglas Murray. So they had, uh, it was recorded last year in October and released just last week uh, from Fiesole and the interviewer is Peter Robinson. And the title is Does God Exist? A Conversation with then the three people. But what we just, we wanted to say two things. One is just uh, talk a little bit about the books that two of them have written and then also about the changing intellectual climate for the debate in itself. So just to take the books first. So Tom Holland wrote, uh, he has written many, many history books. Uh, they're very uh, kind of riveting storytelling, engaging, fun, especially as an opener to a new topic like the Roman Republic or the Persian Empire. But he wrote then in or published in 2020 a book called Dominion, The Making of the Western Mind in the British version. The American version was Dominion, how the Christian Revolution remade the world. So he talks about like how he gradually has been looking more and more at the biblical stories and also then the like the Christian tradition and how he has gotten a wider understanding of it, also in spiritual terms over the years. And it's a very interesting read. He's very secular still, but he has kind of left this uh, anti-stance uh, that he didn't perhaps have that strongly before, but he was much more uh, rooted in the class, in his words, the Greco-Roman classical culture. But then he discovered that it's quite different from, from uh, the type of culture we live in now. And then he's tracing the roots of, of the values in the current, current culture and society. So it's very interesting, and it's kind of a it's a courageous move by Tom Holland. Uh, he could had had a much more comfortable uh, public life as an historian, and just kept writing about the things he had written for like twenty twenty five years. But then he he wrote this book because he thought it was uh, important to add these elements into the wider debate. So that is uh, is a highly recommended book, Dominion, and then. Uh, Stephen Meyer was one of the other three people there. Uh, he's he's a bit of a controversial figure in some sense. Uh, his um, his background is partly that he had a PhD from the University of Cambridge in the philosophy of science. So he's writing science books. Uh, he has something we don't quite agree with, which is his intelligent design idea, but he's not pushing it uh, in some of his books that much. So two of the books are signature in the cell DNA and the evidence for intelligent design from 2010 
And the second book from 2013 is Darwin's Doubt, The Explosive Origin of Animal Life and the Case for Intelligent Design. But you can read these books and not think so much about the intelligent design part, just uh, read it as an introduction to the incredibly fascinating uh, hard science about how the DNA is is designed, uh, not to use the word, or has evolved in the sense of digital computation and digital coding and compression techniques. If you start looking into how these uh, this pairs, like these base pairs uh, in in the, the helix, the, the DNA, kind of the spiral, it's just mind-blowing how this reads like a really hardcore uh, high-level computer science book for how to... Uh, to code information and then to transpose it. You have like little bits of DNA that uh, can transpose another piece of DNA into a different set of of uh, then values or, or codes. And then that would be the key to do something else. So it's like this. We don't even understand this, how we can think of how we organize data in a hard disk and compression techniques, but this is just more sophisticated. We don't even understand how it works. So that is very fascinating. Uh, so that's uh, that's a high, highly recommended book uh, with a signature in the cell. And the other one is if more life sciences and about how you have this Cumbrian explosion about more or less 500 uh, million years ago, uh, where you have this enormous uh, development of different life forms uh, and the body plants, and this is way back to kind of the, the trilobites and these early kind of <laughs> insects-like almost life forms. But then this, uh, the growth of it, and this, this um, a myriad of of different uh, different ways it evolved. And then there's a big question like how uh, there's a time gap problem, like how much life evolved in a short period of time compared to how completely random mutations, how much time that would need to create this kind of variety and this kind of, uh, like in a sense of progress or kind of development of, of the life forms, organisms, body plants. So there are many ways of, of trying to um, explain this. Uh, one could be just that life evolves more in kind of communication with the environment. So like if you look at a giraffe, that the giraffe gets a long neck might not only be completely random that you have short-necked giraffes and then you have all different uh, variations, but those who suddenly have longer ones, they survive better. It could actually be that the environment for the giraffe, if you have short-necked giraffes, that they tend to stretch their necks their whole lives and then the environment can directly influence how the genes kind of it can it could direct or shape the direction of how the how the genes are changing. So that's just, that's just one idea of this. But but the main point is just that it's very interesting to look at this period of the life sciences uh, because it's it might be a very natural explanation, but it is at the moment still a little bit of an unsolved question how this happened. So it's just like for fascination and for love of, of, of science as well. Okay, so those were the books we wanted to mention. Uh, the discussion is also interesting in itself. Um, 
Also on a meta level, because you can see how this whole intellectual climate is changing, that you could have people like uh, Tom Holland and, and Douglas uh, Murray, who are very much like secular atheist types, but they ha they're not shutting the door so completely and then going more into this kind of left brain uh, tilted mentality. They still they have this little openness that there are things we don't understand. And in many ways, that's all that it takes to create a more dynamic, flexible way of thinking, just to have a little bit of a maybe in terms of our understanding, our knowledge of the world and what lies beyond our understanding. So it's nice to see that it's, uh, it's kind of loosening up a little bit and then you can have more fruitful and substantive debates about the big questions. Okay, so that was the first part with the book tips. And then the second part is about young Renaissance minds. So uh, we're going to post a link to a video. Uh, we've been following one person on, he's a kind of a YouTube person. He's not a YouTuber in the sense of, of posting a lot, but he's, make, he's more like a movie maker. Uh, his name is Ryan Trayan, and we've been following him for a while. He made this really nice one-month series this summer about traveling across America on one penny. And uh, he posted every day, and it was just a joy to watch uh, like a traveling uh, project and how he kept regenerating money just by, by working or by kind of multiplying what the little he had through different ways. And then also the people he met was interesting. But we wanted to mention him and... And link to the video because his latest video is just I built a tiny ecosystem and it's just 12 minutes long but it's a beautiful little movie about that he's setting up this little uh, this little tiny ecosystem with some lizards and some uh, moss and different things in this kind of aquarium kind of a little build with some beautiful lighting on it as well and just the way he's telling a story and the aesthetics of it and his joy of exploration and of learning and the wonder of life all of these things are fascinating, but also like the very deep questions that are kind of an undercurrent in the video, in part because it starts with looking at a little, uh, what looks like a little atom, and then it zooms in and then, it's turned, and then it is kind of the whole universe, the whole cosmos. So scale is one of the ideas, but it's just an inspiring, beautiful, short little video, kind of a short story, uh, also about kind of life and how he's building a life and it touches upon very big questions about uh, the kind of the creation in the largest sense and how he's acting a little bit like a creator for this little ecosystem, this little world. And he has some moving comments at the end there, how kind of he, how much he loves the little reptiles and, and uh, how he says like they, they just walk around, they don't understand that they don't have any idea about how big the planet is, but uh, and not not for like the spoiler alert here, but then it's just this that he they mean a lot to him and that they kind of really matter. And then it's just a uh, a little reminder of also you could zoom out from the solar system and kind of how we are walking around on a little uh, tiny little place. And then this idea that he is a creator that has such love for his creation is touching upon very big things. So. Uh, we wanted to recommend that video and then also this will be likely or hopefully a recurring topic for us now about young renaissance minds. So we're going to try to find people who are both brained, as we're referring to like the hemispheres, they're using both, both their brain parts, um, that they are creative, artistic and that they touch upon the big questions and topics in life. 
So uh, if anybody out there as well, any listener out there, if you have anyone in mind that would fit this, who are kind of maybe between 18 and 25-ish, um, please send us an email at burningphoenix at substack.com, burningphoenix at substack.com, because we want to try to, in the coming few months, uh, have a little handful or a bit more than that of just inspiring young people who could embody this Renaissance ideal of using both of your brain parts in a in a harmony, in a balance, and that can just show how things can be done and be an example of of just the renewal of things and and pointing to uh, uh, like a a good future in a sense. So. That was all we had to say for today about the book tips and about this video by Ryan Trayan, which is an inspiration and could point to future things for us here as well. So with that, hope something was interesting, some input and food for thought. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in and see you again in the next episode.